Did you know that the oldest musical instrument ever found in Ireland is made from wood? It was found in 2003 in Wicklow and has become known as the Wicklow Pipes. They're 4,150 years old. This is how they would have sounded. As played here by Simon O'Dwyer, co-founder of Ancient Music Ireland, who made a reproduction of the pipes. If we make an exact reproduction, then we have the sound of the original instrument. We have the back pressure that it has. It becomes a working musical instrument so that we can learn how to play it. We can explore it. We can find out what it does. And that tells us a tremendous amount about what was being done musically in its time. The wood is the connection back to those times and it never decayed over all those thousands of years when life was so different. You have to imagine that time, Abraham was leaving Ur to uh, found Israel and the Egyptians were building the first of their great pyramids. And here in Ireland, the Stone Age, the Neolithic Stone Age with the stone circles and the great temples had just ended and the Bronze Age was just beginning. It's amazing to consider it. The pipes are made from the wood of a yew tree. In fact, five other ancient musical instruments found in Ireland that together cover 3,000 years of musical creativity are made from yew. Well, it's, it's not so much surprise that they're made of you, it's surprise that they're all made of you. We have no examples of anything else. Like there's plenty of other types of wood that could be used to make uh, musical instruments like boxwood or uh, fruit woods or that are traditionally used for musical instruments. But in this instance, all the wooden instruments pre, in pre-Norman native Ireland are made of Irish native you. Now, uh, archaeologist Billy Midlin, he thinks that that could be because you is soft when it's green, so it's easy enough to carve. And then when it dries, it goes hard, like a hardwood, so it would last. That's one possible reason. Another is that you is very poisonous. So it's quite possible that uh, where lots of other wooden instruments decayed, you didn't so much. It's slower to decay. So that's why they survive. And of course, the third possibility is that you was considered a sacred wood. And maybe that's why it was used for the musical instruments, which may imply a sacred aspect to them. But again, if you're talking about over 3000 years from uh, the Stone Age in Ireland right through to early Christianity, that's a, that's a change of several civilizations. According to Simon, it's rare to find anything wooden that's so old and, in his opinion, supports the importance of Ireland in terms of our musical talents. More than 3,000 years uh, of indigenous instrument making and design, that you know, puts us right out there ahead of pretty much everybody else in, in the world, certainly in Europe. And when you combine that with the huge uh, bronze instrument collection that we have, we have more than 100 Bronze Age horns from uh, the Middle to Late Bronze Age. And that's over 40% of the entire world collection of metal instruments from that time. We have uh, five Iron Age trumpets. Again, a big collection of uh, particular design of instrument that occur in Ireland. 
and Wales. So it all points to a really incredibly rich musical tradition in Ireland, which, of course, survives today. And in pursuit of this musical tradition, I go to Tullerone County Kilkenny to visit Paddy Clear, musician and musical instrument maker who makes guitars, bazookies, mandolins and other instruments out of wood. And do you like working with wood? Yeah, it's kind of seen the finished product, I think, and once you have it done, being able to play it, getting the sounds of it and all that, you know. This is Paddy playing one of his mandolas, which is partly made from local Kilkenny wood. This one here um, is made out of Irish cherry on the back and sides, and it has Irish walnut as the binding around the edge. And it also has a strip of Irish walnut down on the back of it there as well. And um, that cherry, it came from Deepstown in a belly file, and it was removed for 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 a. a um, a building was being built. Mm. And the walnut, it came from uh, Wilford in uh, Ballingarry. And it was actually knocked, I think it was a Stormophilia. It got knocked in, so that's how how, how I came across that. And um, and the ash then, it just came from uh, Ballykeefe in Kilmanagh, which is just over the road as well. Yeah. Do you market your instruments like in that respect, like by saying that they're made from the local trees or, you know, partly made from the local trees? Um, no, I, I usually all my instruments are, are kind of made to um, order. Mm. And a client kind of, uh, usually kind of picks out his own wood. But um, some clients would, would, would uh, kind of rather use Irish wood. And mm. if they do, you know. You go for the cacao. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. any if I can or whatever I can source yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's hard enough to source now at the moment. You know what I mean? Irish walnut is uh, very scarce, and uh, and there's not a whole lot of it left in Ireland. Mm. You know, uh, seemingly back in the eighteen hundreds, there was an awful lot of it, and and it was all commissioned for, for uh, uh, making gun stocks. So it, it was kind of cut down and uh, sh- shipped all over the world at that stage. Okay. So it's after getting scarce uh, since then. Yeah. But um, it's been growing now again, so yeah, hopefully it'll And what about cherry? Uh, cherry, um, uh, there's a couple of places uh, um, in Ireland uh, with, with cherry. Uh, there's a place, um, Cork or Killarney, uh, uh, and it would be kind of a cherry farm place, like, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, ash would be popular enough. You'd have a good few ash trees. Mm. Sycamore as well. It can be used because it's uh, very like maple. Would you ever make a musical instrument for somebody and go, oh, God, I'd love to have that for myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kind of happens with them all I make. I'd like be saying, oh, yeah, just, uh, I'd really rather keep this one, but you can't be doing that either, you know. Did you always play instruments? Yeah, I started playing um, around the age of 10. I started off on the guitar first. Uh, Paddy Fitzpatrick, uh, he's a local man um, up the road. He's a great f- friend of mine and, and guitar player and singer. He started me off playing music. And I kind of started playing the banjo uh, about 12 or 13. And I got my first bazooki. I was about 17 mm-hmm. or 18. I got a bazooki then.
It would take Paddy about four months to make his wooden instruments. And the process begins by bringing the wood down to four millimetres in thickness on his drum sander. This will bring down the thickness of the woods. You can let it up to three inches in height. It can bring down stuff to about half a mil. That'll be a lot of sawdust. The wood used in musical instruments is quarter sawn. A uh, quarter sawn is um, where the grain is going vertical on it, straight. Right. If you look at this piece here now. Yeah. What, are we, what sort of wood is that now, Paddy? Um, this is ash, and the grain is going down straight, so it's cut from the tree, from the middle, out as far as the edge. I get you. So, so yeah. it gives more strength, and it stops it from bending. And as well as that, with the with the music all the sound will travel through the grain really yeah is that the is that the key to to the sound then yeah and you have strength as well and a lot of the key is in the brace as well because the brace is always um there's a quarter sound as well yeah and she was split so you have the maximum strength and you have the grain kind of going the whole way so so the sound will follow the grain so is there different types of wood that you couldn't use in mu- musical instruments then that wouldn't have that sort of grain appropriate to it. It would be, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, unfortunately, any of the spruce or cedar that is grown in Ireland, is, it kind of grows a bit quick. All the spruce and cedar is used on the t- tops of instruments and that's usually grown um, in uh, North America and uh, Canada and you can get alpine spruce and all that. It's in colder continents and it grows slower mm. and it has a really t- tight grain mm. but um, Irish woods like um, uh, cherry and walnut uh, sycamore all of them c- uh, can be used on the backs and sides of instruments and on the necks and things like that. Yeah. But not on the front? Not on the tops, no. Not mm. on the tops? Mm. Yeah. How, how does it enhance the sound then when you have the different woods in, a, in an instrument? Yeah, it's kind of the um, darker the wood, the, the kind of more mellow sound, I think. And the brighter the wood, you kind of a more, more of a kind of a brighter sound. According to Paddy, no two musical instruments sound alike. You have Martin guitars, you have Lowland guitars, you have Tanglewood guitars, you have all these Taylor guitars. And all of them have a slightly different sound anyway, mm. you know. The um, uh, likes of Martin and all them, they're so big, uh, they kind of own all the big uh, the kind of wood importers anyway. Uh, so they'd have the best of woods in their instruments anyway, you know. And they make good instruments, you know. Uh, there's a, a couple of suppliers in Spain, and I get the woods off them. And they're owned by uh, Martin and Taylor, as far as I know. So yeah. they actually own the wood importers? Yeah, 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 as far as I know. Big business, mm. yeah. Big business, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people kind of go for, for, for um, Indian rosewood and stuff like that on the backs of instruments because it's kind of proven and, and um, all the big names kind of use them. So it's kind of nice to kind of introduce kind of local woods now. In 2019, Martin Guitar pledged to become the first business in the musical industry to assess the environmental impact of the timber they use and to procure the wood in a sustainable way. In Kilkenny, though, you can't get anything more sustainable than Paddy Clear's locally sourced wooden instruments.
the big thing about the timber element in the concertina is that it has to be seasoned enough that when they put the holes in it, that it won't warp. Because if it warps, then the instrument is no good. So the, the timber that is used mostly is European sycamore that's used for making the concertinas, or uh, mahogany is often used as well too, but they say it, it's, it should be seasoned for up to 100 years before they can use it. This is Barry Comiskey. As a musician, he loves the sounds that his wooden concertina makes, and as a forester, he loves the woods. It's a lovely life. It's a lovely outdoor life, like you're outdoor with nature and uh, planting trees and you're seeing the trees grow and you watch them grow and you see them mature and they're tinned and eventually they're clear felled Mm -hmm. and you see the whole cycle which takes about for spruce 30 years and of course the hardwoods are longer for it takes 60 to 70 years for ash and uh, sycamore and that type of thing Mm -hmm. and you're very close to nature when you're in a wood and it was great. Woods and trees inspire creativity, not just in the physical sense through the provision of material to make the instruments, they also have subtle effects on our being. I love walking in the wood and I wrote a bit about when you walk in the wood and and I just wrote it down on a a piece of paper and uh, when I walk through the wood I have a feeling of entering a realm of eternal nature. It helps to put our small concerns into perspective. As I wander slowly through the wood, the terrific importance of my troubles seem to fade away. The peace of the wood and the comfort of the still trees soon iron out the creases in my soul. That's lovely. Would you ever uh, play in the woods, play your music in the woods? Yeah, I've, I, have, um, <laughs> I have tin whistles up in the wood that I can go outside and play to my heart's content. The animals that hear me are the birds and the foxes and the hares and the rabbits and uh, all the different birds and uh, it's lovely up there. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Do you think there's something about foresters and forestry people and their kind of creativity? Maybe? Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, and, and I suppose first of all, with forests, there's, there's a great, uh, especially with the group that we tra- that I trained with, there's a great bond between foresters. And uh, years ago when. When there wasn't much much happening, people would foresters would always visit each other in, in each other's houses, and it was traditional that if somebody moved into an area, that people would come to visit them, or you you would go to visit them, and that was very important, especially if you're going into a strange area where you knew nobody. It was a great start to get to to, to know somebody was there that that you knew and 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 that you could relate to, mm-hmm. and I suppose the trees and the timber and the timber used in in instruments, and I suppose uh, music was traditional in the rural parts. Of country where most of the forests forests are, are grown in very especially in the west of Ireland and on poor land and like music was always very strong in those areas and it was always kind of they, they went hand in hand with with uh, with forestry with forests and and music as if to prove this point when i visit barry at his home in carlo i find him sitting at his kitchen table playing music with michael summers forestry advisor with Chagas kilkenny Michael is another musical forester. I'd have an interest in how wood is used to make instruments anyway, because Barry was speaking there about um, the, the season of the timber, how we need older trees to make musical instruments. And even within that, we're, we're, we're looking at 
the different grains that you might have, like um, fiddleback um, maple or fiddleback sycamore is the most expensive timber in Europe by a country mile, anything up to maybe 12, 1400 euros a cubic metre. And it's used specifically for musical instruments. And it's very, very rare. And you don't see it until the tree has been knocked down. So that's like when you can't just say we're going into this gate, we're going to knock sycamore for to make fiddles you have to see the tree when it's on the ground or the log is on the ground to see if that if that grain is in it for the resonance that they need for musical instruments so it's a very very tight game and a couple of years back then uh, a guitar company in the states came over here looking at how we grow our sitka spruce here and sitka might have uh, look, it's, it's it's a very black and white. Certain people love it, certain people don't like it, but it's used a lot in guitar making. And they came over here to see how we done we we grew it here for um, construction. And um, so I, I I just looked at it and said, yeah, well, there's a huge industry here of looters of um, the likes of Paddy in in Tullerone, Paddy Clear, uh, of people that use wood far to make instruments and they're all over the place like um in and pipe makers fiddle makers um guitar makers and they're in in small areas small little villages and they do their own thing and um like it's it, it's an industry that we didn't really look at and um it, it's most certainly is there particularly in broadleys but also in kind of um I, I i call them non-commercial conifers i.e conifers over 100 years of age that's what they're looking for is that kind of rare rare timber that can be used for instrument making i just find it's a it's a it's a fascinating part of the sector hmm. and once again you're a forester into the music and that sort of creativity you know barry was saying they kind of go hand in hand a little bit well i i, I think so insofar as that at the end of the day we need wood to make music we we, we need wood nearly at every second of our lives because we breathe in oxygen and you know when you're born you're put into a cot and when you die you're put into a coffin so we we use wood at every single stage um in in our lives whether we like it or not from our carton of milk to um to to music obviously to our furniture our houses like we use wood at every single phase of our life without even noticing we're we're using it from paper right across so many other products and even seeing the criteria that's needed to get we'll say different different timbers obviously used for different products but the the certain specs that that the the end user needs to create that it's up the forester to do that um, from the initial growing to the species to the the, the spacing that goes in, um, all those little phases along those little interventions in the wood will dictate what what the end use will be, mm-hmm. and um, it's a it's more than a science in so far as that once you get into it, it's it's a way of life, and I always found foresters are kind of a, a dangerous group of people to talk to because once they're in in a group that's all they really talk about is forestry and there's just so much to every facet of growing trees and there's so much the trees provide us with 4150 years of music is just a fraction of it here's an interesting fact about trees the most expensive timber in the world comes from one of the world's rarest trees, the African blackwood. 
The wood is used primarily to make woodwind instruments like clarinets and oboes and is valued in and around 25,000 euros per cubic metre. The African blackwood is an endangered species and is only found in Tanzania and northern Mozambique, having been harvested to extinction in Ethiopia and Kenya. Trees from seed to sawdust is funded by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine as part of the Woodland Support Project.